0: Last week we're going to start building on on this um, topic of perusing the Proverbs and as the Lord leads I'll just be jumping around in the book of Proverbs tonight. We're going to take a look at Proverbs 12 and verse 12 and as you're going to see in most Proverbs there's a comparison that's made. It's, It's this but that. And there's going to be almost two sides of the coin. There's going to talk about the wicked and the righteous. And you'll see that a lot in Proverbs. And this this verse is no exception. Proverbs 12 and 12, it says, The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. So if you would, let's bow our heads. Let's pray about this for a moment. And then we'll get into the verse. Father, we thank you for letting us be here uh, this afternoon, this, this evening. We do pray that you'd help us to uh, focus in now, to uh, open up our ears and our heart and let you minister to us and plant some seeds in us that can bring forth fruit unto you. I pray that you might fill me with your spirit, and Lord, I pray that you might uh, help all of us to walk away having uh, learned something from this proverb tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so verse number 12, we're going to deal with it, as you can see, in two parts. And first of all, we're going to focus in right in the middle of the first phrase, the wicked desireth the net of evil men. So the net, as you read it here, it represents any way of getting something. So let's just talk about a net for a moment. Not all nets are bad, right? Fishermen use nets. We have this in the New Testament. Jesus tells Peter, let down your nets for a draft. So it doesn't Just because somebody's using a net doesn't make them an evil person, all right? Let's be clear about that. Uh, I want you to see a comparison as well in verse 12. There's the net of evil men and then the root of the righteous. So we're going to unpack this as we go tonight, but the net is a way to get a lot of stuff quickly, right? You throw a net, you stand to catch a lot of fish at one time. That's at least the goal. Uh, that you can understand the comparison. Those of you that have done some fishing, you know there's a massive difference between casting the net and hauling that load in compared to pole fishing, right? The, the odds of catching more at one time go, go up drastically with a net. Where, whereas in, at the end of verse 12, we read about a root. Uh, that's I've done some pole fishing and it can take a while before you catch something. But it usually doesn't take months. Now I'm, I'm no expert fisherman, but I, I have spent a few hours on a lake or you know out by the creek with a, 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 a pole and a, and waiting for something to bite. A few hours, and that feels like eternity. But it's generally when you plant something, you have to wait months in order to see the fruit of that. So I want you to notice the comparison. A net is meant for quick, big gains that makes sense and then at the end of the verse the root that takes a little longer all right so back to what I was saying about a net not necessarily being a bad thing please understand that if you have a way of gaining a lot of something that is good and, and you can get a lot at one time there, there's nothing bad there's nothing wrong with that if you have the opportunity to make a decent amount of money in, in one venture making one right deal please don't feel bad that you had a good day business-wise, right? That, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes God will let you throw out the net and pull in a big haul. But notice in verse 12, we're discussing here not just the average net. This is the net of evil men, the net of evil men. So th- that's going to be somebody that is trying to get a lot of things quickly, but doing it the wrong way. There's a compromise that takes place. Let me be clear about this as well, because I don't want you to go away with the, a false sense of conviction here. There's, there's nothing virtuous about making life more difficult, right? If you can throw out the net and catch a lot, a lot of stuff at one time, as long as you're not compromising or doing anything sinful, that's just, that makes sense, right? So don't feel bad if you are trying to do things easier or in a more convenient way. That's not always a bad or wrong thing. Uh, The old adage is this, work smarter, not harder. And there's truth to that. However, be careful for this. that Sometimes the temptation will be to compromise your conscience or your convictions for the sake of convenience. So you can't always justify what you're doing by saying, but it's easier this way. I see results faster this way. I'm getting what I want this way. That doesn't make it right. Just because it's easier and convenient, that doesn't equal righteousness. So, let's dig back in. Several things, I think, to see in this, but the wicked desireth the net of evil men. So, the net of evil men, they're looking to get a lot of something quickly the wrong way. Again, let's unpack this a little bit, but I want to show you another proverb. Get chapter 1. We're going to look at a handful of verses in Proverbs 1 about this net of evil men. Proverbs chapter 1, let's begin reading in verse number 10. Every time I read this proverb, I always think of teenagers. So if you're young in the room tonight and you're following along, please pay close attention as we read uh, these verses. It is meant for young people, for teenagers. In verse number 10, he says, my son, if sinners entice thee. Are we good with that word? Do we know what the word entice means? They're seducing you. It's one of those hey buddy come here I want to show you this great fun new thing that's enticing my son if sinners entice thee consent thou not if they say come with us let us lay wait for blood let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit we shall find all precious substance. We shall, fi- we shall fill our houses with spoil. Now, do you understand what's going on? Hey, come with us. We got this plan to get rich quick. We're going to dig a hole, and we're going to swallow them up alive as the grape in a moment. That's fast. One minute you're alive, next minute you're dead. One minute you're walking down the path, poom, you fall in a hole. So they said, we're going to get rich quick. We're going to have fun fast. And they're enticing another young man to come and join that. In verse number 14, cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. So we'll all share the cost. Can I just remind you here that sin always comes with a price tag? It always does. Verse 15, my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood, they're in a hurry. That's because the wicked desires the net of evil men. We want to have fun, we want to have a lot of whatever we desire, and we want it now. They're in a hurry. Verse number 17, surely in vain the what? The net is spread in the sight of any bird. If you want to catch a bird, you don't walk up to the bird with a net and right in front of the bird, open up the net, right? The bird's going to fly away. And he's saying, my son, listen, your friends are coming with this plan. It sounds attractive. They're trying to make it sound like this is going to work and we're going to get rich and it's going to be great. Don't you see they're setting a trap for you right in front of you? Don't fall into that net. Verse 18, and they, lurk, uh, they lay wait for their own blood they lurk privately for their own lives it's going to end up costing them so are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain which taketh away the life of the owners thereof so you can see when they're talking about this net let's catch something quickly It, it goes right along the point they're making is the net represents somebody who's greedy of gain all right so come back to chapter 12 The net of evil men, let me give you a few ideas on how this might show up in your daily life. You might have the opportunity to gain popularity, to become popular amongst your peers. Teenagers, I know this is a temptation because I was there just a few years ago. The temptation is to compromise what you know is right so that the people around you think you're awesome. And and you see, it's a quick way to all of a sudden become popular, but you have to compromise something you know is right. Perhaps those of you in the room that are seeking the promotion at work in South Africa, I believe this is prevalent and it needs to be mentioned on an ongoing basis, there's always a way to cut a corner to get that promotion but you have to pay the right guy under the right table. You have to hide this document, you have to look the other way. They're going to ask you for some sort of corrupt behavior. And if you would just look the other way one time, if you would just pay the bribe one time, boom, you would skip the waiting of 5, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, to get from one position to the next. To do it right, it would take a decade to do it wrong it could take 10 minutes but that's the net of evil men if I could just make this one little compromise I will get so far so fast you will but it will cost you you're laying wait for your own blood it's going to cost you your own life <laughs> I, I, I tried to be creative with this thinking of the net and getting Quick results the wrong way. Compliance by bribery. Let me explain why I said it like that. Booty, sit down. I don't want to sit down. Booty sit down. I don't want to sit down. Running around. Booty sit down. I don't want to sit down. And then what do you do? Pull out a lollipop. Booty if you sit down and give you lollipop. Woo lollipop. You bribe them for compliance. Rather than teaching them, hey, when Paul says, sit down, it means sit down. (laughs) But see, it's much easier and it's much quicker. You you get faster results. I can't control my child. Where is the button for YouTube? Much easier to go that path than to say, let's actually sit and have a conversation on why you need to sit down. And sometimes explaining that to a three or a four-year-old can be very challenging. You're not going to see quick results. Can I get an amen? <laughs> You're not going to see immediate results. It's going to take time. Don't cut the corner. Don't cheat your child of learning proper discipline. Friendship by flattery. Telling the people around you, and this is applicable for young and old. This happens from preteen all the way in, into your 70s, 80s. Friendship by, by, by flattery. Telling people what they want to hear just so that they will like you. Just so that we can get along. It, I, I'm not saying you need to go around pointing out everybody's faults. What I'm saying is don't go around lying to people about how you truly feel about them. I am encouraging you to use some discretion, you understand? You're not the virtue police to go around just pointing out every fault in the church or in your, you know, in society. Some things you can just keep in your heart until the Lord tells you to say it. But by all means, do not cut the corner and use flattery just to make friends. I hope it's all right if I say this next thing and I want to be delicate. But I really like that boy, young lady, don't, don't give up your virtue just to gain his approval. I hope, I'll hope it's all right if I leave it there, I'll let mom and dad explain that further. Don't cut the corner. Say, but I really want somebody to care about me and love me, and oh, this young man's so interested in me. Okay, give it time. If it's right, time will not dissipate true love, if it's right. Love cannot be quenched even by many waters," right, Song of Solomon? So, so, so young ladies don't fall for it when they say, but, but if you loved me, then this. That, that's the net of evil men. They're trying to get what they want way too much, way too fast. That's the net of evil men. But now take a look again at the verse. We haven't even fully dealt with the first phrase. I've only dealt with the second half of the first phrase, the net of evil men. Look at it. The wicked desireth the net of evil men. So a wicked man will look at other wicked people and they will get a bit jealous and say, wow, look at how well they do. They are so awesome, so popular, so rich. I wish I could be like that. And the wicked get seduced and begin to desire to learn those corrupt ways of doing it. Can I tell you the net that people often fall in to learn these bad habits and to become enamored with bad behavior, where we begin to put on a pedestal people that have no business being looked up to? It's a net. It's called the internet. Internet. And it, it catches so many people, hour upon hour upon hour of YouTube shorts and TikTok videos and this influencer and that influencer. Do you hear the language of it? They're calling themselves influencers. Listen little bird, don't you see that the net is being spread in the sight of you? I mean, you're spreading it yourself right in front of your eyes. And after you watch it enough, all of a sudden, it doesn't look that bad. Okay, yeah, he says this, and he dresses like that, and he gives up this, and he... Eh, but it, you almost become numb to how bad that is. And before you know it, not only is it not so bad, you know, I think I could do that. I think I could get away with that. I'd like to try that. Same chapter, look at verse 26. Proverbs 12, verse 26. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. Think about the depth of that verse for a moment. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. So the righteous guy, living right, doing right, more pleasing to God. His neighbor, we can see by comparison, is not doing right like like the righteous guy. He's the wicked. The way of the wicked seduceth who? Them. Who's them? Vias de hala, Halle in Hirifers? Halle is the righteous. So here's the righteous man looking at his neighbor, and he can hear the party going on and all the people at the neighbor's house, and he can smell the Wurz op die Braai. And he goes, man, this guy's always lecker kair, and lachen, danzen. Here I am at the house and... Netted Bicky Stilt met me Bible and, uh, and all of a sudden he says, "You know, just I would like one time to be invited. I just one time want to be in on that." Before you know it, you begin to desire the net of evil men. You know how you prevent yourself from ever falling into the net or using the net is don't even desire it. Just just keep some distance. Now, that brings us to the last half of the verse. The root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. The root of the righteous. Now, I've already brought this out, but let me uh, say more about it now. Uh, uh, The root, it takes time to wait for the fruit to come from the root. Depending on what you're planting, right? It could take weeks, months most of the time, several months. But do you understand the work involved? for farming, I, I know we have farmers in the room, so you could probably do a better job of explaining this than me. But I think all of us living in South Africa, living in Pachas through there's enough farming around us. I think we get the, the concept. It takes work, it takes effort, it is the sweat of your brow to plow the ground. It takes effort to get out there and plant the seed. Then you have to meticulously watch over the crop, make sure it has enough water make sure there's not worms and pests coming into it insecticides all of that stuff that you might have to whatever it is to take care of that each step of the way while that fruit grows and patiently wait for the day of harvest you cannot rush farming if you do you end up poisoning the food I don't want to get into a sermon about the microbiome of your stomach and how all the insecticides and all the hormones and all the stuff they're injecting into our food to make more of it in a quicker, bigger way is just poisoning humanity. But there is truth to that. But if you're going to do it right, the root of the righteous yields fruit, it does, but it takes time. The righteous is willing to do the work regardless of how long it takes, of how hard it is, he realizes, listen to this, the ground is cursed. Right? Is that Genesis 3? Is that a biblical truth? The ground is cursed. Didn't God say to Adam, thorns and thistles shall I bring forth to thee? In the, in the sweat of your brow, you'll plow the ground. You'll work the ground. Right? You know what we do? We look at that and we say, okay, I want to find a way around that. I want to make it. Again, I'm not saying if you can find a better, easier, more convenient way to work the ground, do it, but, but understand it's still cursed. And there comes a time, there's a limit when you are not, you're not now trying to find the best way to do it, the most efficient way to do it. You're just compromising. You're cheating the system. And there's a line that you cross over. The root will take time to bear the fruit. But the righteous will patiently wait for that fruit to come. One author said it like this. He said, think about it. Now he's talking about having discipline and temperance and, and waiting for the right outcome because of your right behavior. Not to get impatient and force things. He said this, think about it. Most people don't even show up. They're right. He's right. Most people don't even show up to make an effort at what is important, okay? So that being said, he goes on to say, of the people who do show up, most don't really push themselves. Now just think about this for a moment at school. Okay, students, they might show up, but how many of them really try their best, young people? How many of them really try their best? Uh, Adults, fulvasanas, think of it at work. Do they show up faithfully, can you count on them to be on time? And when they are there, are they going to give 100% and not cut corners? How many people do you know that have that kind of integrity? They are the minority, yes. Of the people who do show up, most don't really push themselves. So to show up and be disciplined about daily improvement, you are the rarest of the rare. And this is where the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but it gets lonely over here. Because there's not a whole lot of people that are gonna patiently wait and let God make all things beautiful in his time. Right? Garrett taught us about this this morning, yes? Times and seasons. Sometimes it's, it's time to plant, sometimes it's, you gotta pull up. You, you can't rush through those things, you can't force one season to the next. Sometimes you just gotta sit there and wait. And it'll be beautiful in God's time when he's ready, but how many people are going to be patient enough to just do the right thing and let God take care of the outcome? Listen here, folks. Fruit is God's business, not yours. You are not responsible. Listen to this now. God giveth the increase. You are responsible for having the good ground where the seed falls and keeping the thorns out. God gives the increase. What did Jesus say about bearing fruit for him? Abide in me and I'll abide in you and you'll bring forth fruit. What do we do then? We abide in Christ and then in due time the fruit comes. How many churches in our modern day are cutting corners to fill the building so that it looks like we're getting ahead and accomplishing something, but what kind of fruit is that? We might even be going backwards because people think they're making progress when they're going the wrong way. Corners get cut. It only takes a quick compromise of your integrity to get the big gain that you're looking for, but it takes a lot longer to earn trust. It takes a long time to earn trust. You don't believe that? Just lose it one time. Lose somebody's trust and then see how long it takes you to get it back. It takes you one little compromise to lose it. It could take years to get that trust back. You know what a righteous man will do? He'll say, all right. If it takes time for me to earn your trust, then I'll just keep doing right until you trust me. But I know what God wants me to do, and I'm not going to be seduced to come over and cut corners and, and try to do it the way of the evil men. If you look back at Proverbs 12, just let your eyes run up to verse 11. He that, and th- these two verses, I do think, go together. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread. Okay, the question is when. Farmers, we have some, some bura in the room. Do you go out there and till the land and then set the plow aside and then pick up the bread out of the field and walk home? Is that how it goes? I don't think so. That's a magic field. (laughs) He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread. Yes, but not right away. But he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. You don't understand. You don't get it. You don't see the big picture and where you're heading by following these guys that are just living in the moment, making the most of this moment with all their fun and pleasures and lusts. I thought it'd be fitting if we can finish in the hymn book. Would you turn to page 364? I hope that you've given uh, been given a few things to ponder, both young and old in here. And before we uh, go to prayer, I'd like to sing this song together. And we could do it a cappella, please, musicians. You can stay right where you're at. I think you're familiar with it, but let's let's take a look at it. 364, yield not.